the human brain is a rabbit with a greater strain of DNA than a rabbit with a rabbit brain. Hello! Wait, who are you? Hello. It is I. Who am I? Me. I haven't seen you guys in a long time. It's been a while. We got busy. We had life shit happening. Yeah. There was a break in between. We We haven't been here in a month. We had some vacations and some moving to new homes and congrats Aaron you yes. moved to an apartment thanks yeah you guys had a vacation we, sure we had did. a vacation it was awesome. and, and nobody here no not here we're here nobody out there realized it yeah you guys didn't even know yeah how we, cool we had a secret vacation surprise nothing nothing's better than a than a god knew a what? I don't know. Oh. God knew. He knew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, um, let me She's take upset. over, guys. <laughs> anyway, we're back, though. Intros. We're back yeah. with, with uh, To See or Not To See this week. And that's Aaron. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Emily. And I'm Michael. And like I said, hey, okay, we're pretty rusty. (laughs) I'm starting off this week. It's my week this week, and we're mixing it up. Yeah, this week Michael's going to do... It's Michael's week, basically. He's going to do a do. It's Michael week. We're trying another new one, because I've been trying the games, and I'm going to try to do a record. You're not going to try. You're going to succeed and knock it out of the Oh, no, I know. It's just first time doing it. You got to figure it out. You got to learn the the tricks and I got to say, also, you picked a fucking doozy. I know. (laughs) I'm just going to throw it out there immediately. I tried to do some... Like Mars Volta might be the wrong homework. one, but I'm just excited to do it. I I got to the wiki and I got I got to like Reddit stuff and I was like, whoa, this shit goes deep. I don't know. I, maybe I'll just I need some guidance here. Yeah, <laughs> let's swing off of that, and I we'll just say what we're doing. I'm doing Francis the Mute by the Mars Volta. Yeah, probably should have mentioned that as a go, but yeah, that's also part of what they're doing like, yeah. as far as the open this is the open that was the open and this is the button on the open and now we're gonna get into it now yeah, we're doing yeah. francis the mute france france is the mute they can't speak in francis. france if you're french french you you cannot speak could be that's what i got out of this album but yeah it's a concept album yeah and it's, and it's a lot and the reason I did it is just because I is one of my favorite albums. That's the only reason. It was a breakthrough for me. It came out, okay, here. It came out March 1st, 2005. And I kind of probably got into it at the end of high school. So like 2006 probably is when I really started listening to it. Right around release though. Came out right after my birthday. Happy birthday in 2005, yeah. Aaron. Thanks. You got, a, you got a, such a treat in this album. What a I... birthday. I know you picked it up day one. This isn't your first time hearing it, and I know that you've cherished it all these years as well. Yeah. Two days ago is the first time I ever <laughs> heard this album, and when I when I started listening to it, I got I, I looked up uh, Muse first. <laughs> I was like, what? What did Michael say? No. It started with the M, and it was a high school band that I didn't listen to. <laughs> Here's the thing. The Mars Volta is totally one of those bands that I should have listened. Like, it's very much up my alley, but I, I never listened to them before I met you. Wasn't it a Julie band? 
I think it was probably. A Julie band. Do you remember? She was really into like Phantom Planet and stuff. So it, it very. I mean, she would go through her. Uh, you know, musical obsessions like we all would. It very well. It's definitely a breakthrough one for me, and that's why I appreciate it so much because I was such. I was the Tool kid, and I fucking loved Tool in high school. I I like them still. They're fine. Well, um, we saw them. Oh yeah, I had a blast. Good time. The new album's boring as shit. And well, you know, I don't care Can't for it. Them all. But I didn't like shots that album fired. Either. Adam Jones pew, pew. throwing it out. Hey, quit recycling riffs and shit, Adam Jones. Yeah. You, no, actually, he fucking nailed it on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he did. He he improved. He did some cool guitar work. Michael Michael's just a soft-hearted guy. He can't insult someone without throwing in a like, "You did it, son." I also saw a tool. I just want to be part of the cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really a tool kid though. I know like the, I know the radio songs. I'm also not a tool kid. And you know, much. you know, you know who wasn't on the radio much? Mm-hmm. The Mars Volta. Yeah. <laughs> the Widow made it. That was like their breakthrough. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I it's can, their most structural song. It's just a Zeppelin ripoff. I very we'll much get to that. I yeah. very much <laughs> like Mar- the Mars Volta, and I love hearing you listen to it because you. Get really into it and you sing along and it's super just, fun. They get me amped. They were His, definitely the started are, making are great. The more vocals, broad look at music. Like it's very, it's very much like I set up my alley. So I wish that I had listened to them back then, but yeah, I just didn't. You'd l- I would have loved them. Cedric's yeah. vocals. Yeah, he rips a void. He's great. He rips a void, and that's what I needed in high school: is a void you, to well, escape to. You needed, you needed a <laughs> void. High school is you needed your void to be ripped. Oh. Oh no! No oh, no no! no. no. No, no, no. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, can we start a band and we can name it Rusty Episiotomy? Sure, but first of all, no. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but absolutely. Okay, you guys no. can join a band, but I'm not going to tell people that my fiance and a very good friend of mine are. Well, maybe. It depends on how I popular just... <laughs> just kidding. Emily's a star fucker. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I'm with Michael. Incorporated. He's a famous mechanic. <laughs> I was on TV. Uh, you I were. I was in a commercial. You were in a working commercial on my car. Just <laughs> 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 it's great. I have like a big turbo and like yeah. a waist. You're going to town. Blow off valve on it and stuff that really should not be on that car and they probably should show it. But it's just like, hey, whatever. You're a good just old, go for you're it. You're a good old yeah. mechanic. You're really. You're, yeah. And I'm, I'm in TV. You are in TV and I watch TV. So we fucking yeah, we're did talking it. To all three sides. I think, right I now. think we're isn't here. here. He's actually, he lives in a TV. For, for listeners, because you can't see us. He finally Aaron fulfilled his dream of... It's kind of like the... Wait, he is a TV? He lives in a TV? He lives in a TV, yeah. Please. He just fulfilled his <laughs> lifelong a, dream. canon now, Please I guess. Please kill your television screen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Aaron lives in a TV. He finally... Com- that was the move. That's why we... Yeah. You know, we had vacation. Aaron had his ultimate move into also, the TV. Also, I swerved us. We're doing the Misfits now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Static Age. Okay, I've been listening to that a lot because of you. Really? Yeah, it's it's my favorite Misfits. Yeah, because you say it's your favorite, so I've been blasting it quite a bit lately at oh work. Boy. Every once in a while, it's like okay. I mean, I've been doing more too, but I wanted to re- listen to it. But anyways, we're way off subject. We'll swing back on. Not really off subject. We're just having we're, a good yeah, time. Let's, why don't we just circle back though? I don't know. How you do don't, you do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What are we talking about again? Francis the oh, Mute, yeah. released March Grant. 1st, 2005, originally named 
if you can believe it or not, because they say this like all the time and it's in all over the place, it was originally named Sarcophagus. But no. I don't like that. Uh, Francis Mutant is much more of a visceral, sticks with you it name. It sounds like a story is being mm-hmm. told instead of just like cannibal corpse Fan- level. Of, fancy coffin. Yeah. I have an idea why like they did it word. that way, why they changed it to it, and it's because they didn't include the, the song Francis the Mute on the album, so I think they just... Yeah. But I don't know. I had no idea that this song, or that this album had... Like, it looks short on paper. Yeah, we'll get into that. Because there's only a they handful got, of songs on mm-hmm. it. There's like five songs. Yeah, there's five but, songs, and one of them's like a half hour. Yeah, Universal so they got, lied to you. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll get into that. Universal <laughs> kind of made them split it up because... Con- contractual agreements and stuff that was only listed as an ep actually so they couldn't do that so cassandra gemini the 30 minute song is split into like five different segments yeah. and that's how they get away with that's it. that's what i was getting so con- it's 30 I, minutes long song it's meant to be that way though looking at the track listing which is where i kind of like i said i've heard this album several well, times have, just like, because the name of the al- all time yeah but like i don't know any of the song like i couldn't tell you oh this is the such and such song yeah. so i like go to google it and look at the wiki and i'm like every song has a sub song <laughs> like a like you need like a table of contents yeah. for a song well the the interesting thing is like when depending on what source you're looking at yeah. the tracks are different exactly and that's yeah. the thing they like did it different I, for i have the vinyl in front of me they did it different for, for the, the cd, CD yeah. like i tried we, we always try to do you know whether it's playing a game a little bit or listening to the an album now or watching the movie or reading information what on the internet done? i've overloaded we us. try to come in with now like a good background albums. yeah what the fuck <laughs> oh music who likes music this is too much <laughs> that's not even seeing anything but like <laughs> the answer the answer to the podcast is not to see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't see this so, one for yeah. sure everybody but I don't want to trip balls on some acid and listen to this oh, shit, shit. Then you'll fucking see some shit. I'm sure you would, but it might be scary. I'd try. You, yeah. Love it. But what I feel like there are two trains of thought that I have somehow deviated from, and I'm like way off the tracks in a ravine right now. What was I talking about? I was saying that... Listings and... Yeah, we're yes. talking about listings. Oh, we try to do homework... This was a very hard. This is thing a hard to one get. to do homework on. Just listen because to it, it and was just get a general consensus. Hole. It was a rabbit hole, one hundred percent. There's I, no agreed no on, agreement on the concept. I'm swinging. I got a gist of it, but yeah. I'm not going deep dive into this. There's so much, even on the background of what led up to this album and stuff. There's a well, lot more to go into that. Okay. For someone who's never heard of Mars Volta, who, what kind of music are they? Who are they? Definitely. What are they? Um, Where do they come from? <laughs> originally El Paso band. Originally. <laughs> that was the RoboCop reference, but you answered it sincerely, and I appreciate oh, that. Damn, I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. It's okay. I love you anyway. Ro- <laughs> I give oh, up. no, Michael's a nope. robot. I glitched out. Fuck. That's, it's like the prime director no RoboCop. You, you triggered mechanic. the thing, and then... Oh no! Yeah, that's the set. That sound though reminds bloop, bloop. me of that part in Dumb and Dumber where he drinks the piss out of the. That's why I do that. <laughs> oh, no. That's why I do like, and you, even like when people are like, oh, you got a tick or something, or he's going crazy. Go, yeah, no, it's because yeah. of the Dumb and Dumber thing. He drinks. That's oh, why. It's, uh, I forgot drink. his name. Don't drink. Dumb. But no, he's that's neat. he's in Rocket Man. Rocket Man. He's a great actor. The orangutan. He's a great actor. I don't know his name. Though. I don't care enough to know it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, hmm, 
Where did we go from there? What, what were we just talking okay, about? Okay, so they're from, they're from El Paso, but what kind okay, of music? Okay, El Paso. The they um, started first claim of fame, and it's always been Omar Rodriguez Lopez and Cedric Pixler Zavala. Um, that's like the front line of the band. If you look at every single one, Mars Volta is those two, and then all the associating musicians are a part of the Mars Volta musical group or whatever. Um, Omar writes all the music. Cedric does vocals and lyrics. They're very much a duo, and they always have been. They That's started so in. Cool. Um, Do they yeah. get along? Are they friends or are they like business partners? They're like fucking lovers. Oh. But yeah, they're very good friends. They did break up in like the last album that came out. I think Om. We're going deep dive into it, but Omar. The main, like, he is the Mars Volta. It really is just Omar's band. He is a taskmaster. If you work with him, we'll kind of get into that here, what he demands. He, like, as weird as he is and as crazy and disorganized the music kind of can seem, there is very much structure and a lot going on to it that is, like, in this, in Francis the Mute, um, every single piece, and let me get the main guys. So I'm talking about Omar and Cedric. Um See, I'm most familiar with Cedric, so it's. I feel kind of bad that like the other guy is such a like generous, a mastermind. Yeah, and yeah. I, I feel like Cedric might get coming as or speaking as a person who like has been exposed to it and doesn't know like the details of it necessarily. It definitely comes off to me as though he's kind of more of the face of the band. He's very. But am I wrong? Outspoken. Am I wrong? Is that just my experience? Probably just your experience. I mean, kind of. They share it, but Omar does a lot of interviews. Well, because we're, yeah, no, I mean, they're I quiet. Give, like, not a lot of interviews. Pro- but I want to give like, credit where It's very clearly and- Omar's thing cool. more than Cedric okay, well, and everybody else. Like, he then. just whips them. Like, it's a pain in the ass to work in this band. They've lost many members, and it's because they, like, he's, he's like a, a taskmaster. Master. He's well, a slave master, not a taskmaster. Yeah. He's a slave master. <laughs> like that is probably more appropriate. Well, is he the reason why that. I don't think. I did read in the wiki, or I did read, you know, doing my obviously <laughs> in-depth research, that the way that it was recorded was really unusual. Like, he made them all record. Yeah. So is that... Individually and That layered. was him, so that's a perfect example yeah, of him being him. so, like, yeah. you will do it. Yeah, I'll get into that more yeah. a little bit, but that's kind yeah, of how he does. Yeah, sorry, I'm so. not trying to jump oh, ahead, no, but that fine. makes a lot of sense. He sounds like an... Yeah. A, Where they originally come from is... um. At the drive-in, oh, post-hardcore band that huge. I think they're probably. I debate that. Well, I don't know if they're more influential or not, but they hate that band. There's bad blood into it. Like they got out. Shit? Yeah, like it was a disaster. The new, but it. I day to day, if you ask me, which one's my favorite? If I like at drive-in or Mars Volta better, I don't. Probably at the drive-in. Really? I adore them. I know oh, you I love, love that. at the drive-in. Both are top fives, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like Fair both enough. of them. That's another really, band I've never listened to. I <laughs> love it. Big, big, huge influence for Coheed. Yep. Um, Coheed is... Their producer, Rick... Oh, dang. Is it Ruben? No. That's the only Rick I know. <laughs> no, it's not even Rick. I'll think of it. <laughs> you just made up a name as a placeholder. Blaze. Blaze. James Blaze. Blaze. James Blaze. <laughs> Do you think he introduces himself like that so he sounds cool like James Bond? Yeah, and his, his secret agent number is 420. Yes. Yes. I think that this is this is truth. We're stumbling upon a lot of truths today, boys, so fucking strap in. 
it's happening. Yeah. I think the Mars Volta was a Julie band now that you mention it. Yeah. I'll ask her. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> she, it definitely she could had, be if there's she, some no fun things going yeah. on. They're kind of lumped well, in the What crowd. would you call them? Alter alternative alternative i feel like it's just like that thing you throw everything into when it's like vaguely rock but you don't know what else to call yeah. it like not even necessarily vaguely rock it's more but progressive like, than yeah. yeah it's progressive that's good that's prog good. rock experimental mm-hmm. yeah experimental this has like dub influence i mean ton of latin influence and all oh, their stuff yeah. of course but like mars volta has a lot of dub in it uh, it has ambiance sections and soundscapes in between which I, I like them. They they detract from the album as a whole. I like them. If they got rid of them and put Francis the Mute in, it would be a much stronger candidate of an album, but I I think they so add Francis to it the and Mute, I get what they're doing. That song was not originally on the album? Mm-mm. What a choice. Arrow in my notes. Don't know about these three-minute-long experimental soundscapes. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. There's a lot of them. They There's do also it a lot hard. of like really a lot of wanky. There's a lot of wankiness. Yeah. It, at least in um, <laughs> ain't there always. At least in Cassandra Gemini, because that's literally just a thirty-minute jam session where everything else was so structured underneath that. What do you so. mean when you say wankiness? By the way. Um, like, people call him like a noodle master. Yes. So just yeah. just doing crazy weird things with a guitar that yeah. don't really show like, it's interesting. It just what comes out and they, they really go off see their pants. Just what comes out, even with lyrics, the lyrics don't make sense. That's we'll another thing. That Aaron's like, I'm going to try and hear some of the lyrics and shit. And then Michael's like, some of them matter. Some, a lot of them don't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of them's drawn out a hat type of thing also we talked about it before we recorded what are you gonna do about it I I, it was you. like you did yeah we I thought you were seeping wow what it's just such interesting things and it gives me myself. that's true wow i yeah we're well i tat- i directly told on myself while looking you in the in eyes jail. just now so we're going yeah to jail. we're in big trouble but cops what are you gonna are do coming. you're in a tv podcast talking oh. cops that's right. We're gonna rot my brain. I remembered. So um, at the drive-in, their producer was Blaze James. His name is Blaze oh, James. That's even cooler. Which is Coheed's, like the their line. main man, their main producer. So oh. like they, like I said, Coheed was huge fans of them. If you look at their early second stage Turban Blade days, the they drive-in? have at the drive-in yeah. shirts on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Like yeah. a Claudio rocking out to drive in shirt pretty often. I was very into Coheed in high school and still am. Um, so they have the same producer or whatever, which is cool. Yeah. He's a great guy, but uh, they hate him. And the new, uh, so I got the new. What do you Mars- mean? Why do they hate him if he's a great guy? I, I think he's a nice man, but he just, they are dicks to work with. So they really uh, fucked over. I don't know. There's a lot of animosity between uh, James Ward is his name. He's kind of like the said. head of at the drive in. Okay. Do you mean like manager they're, wise? They're other, no, they're bandmate. He's the projectionist. Oh, He's their it. other bandmate. Okay, yeah. That's a drive-in joke. Hey, <laughs> Thank you. But there's a lot of animosity there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that's for another time because that could be a big, huge story too. But yeah, this thing they, they broke off from that group. They're basically, I don't know if it's a halfway forced <laughs> out. Because they're from Sparta that or well, no, they broke off and made Sparta. So at the drive-in was just making so much traction was so big that, but they wanted to break from it. Omar did not like the group. 
and so they broke off and made art at the or Ma- the Mars Volta, which is supposed to be like their project. They're doing everything their fucking way, and they're gonna fucking well, show like those did. guys. So yeah. they broke off and oh. made Sparta, which is another group. It is a band formed out of spite. Mm-hmm, absolutely, hundred percent. How interesting! I just got the Mars Volta vinyl re- box set he release, was so uh, La Realidad de los Suenos. And it's fucking terrific, but there's this booklet in there of pictures from it and like a write-up. And oh my God, they're the most spiteful, bitter, mean cocksuckers. Yeah. Omar and fucking Cedric are just, they're rude people. They're rude guesses. I, I think like they'll be they very probably... hard to work with, but they're very, they, they produce. But I think they, they create good shit and they think they create really good shit you know what i mean yeah like i feel like they like of course you should love your work and shit but they just seem very like we are the shit yeah well there there was basically i would consider him a third member of the main cast i think he was a huge um i think he was vital to their early sounds um and he died early on. That's what even inspired this album. Um, so his name was Jeremy Ward. And he was one of their good friends. He was their like sound engineer. Slash he came up with like a lot of their um, just sonic landscapes. Lands- landscapes. Sonic landscapes. <laughs> soundscapes, actually. I think I was going to say sonic soundscapes. But they create a lot of their noise, especially for their first release, which is called D-Last in the Comatorium, which is... It was huge. It was their first album that they put out. Um, about broke both of them, but I know Omar like like about killed his ass. But just apparently, the that's stress from of them from out stress, what? panic attacks, and just anxiety, oh, and just like in the hospital, and, and just it was it. everything. And he just put everything into it, and it shined. And Jeremy Ward was a huge part of that. He was still a member then, and. Um, I think it was a month before the album released, he OD'd on heroin, which Oof. a lot of, that's also with some of the turmoil at the drive-in. Omar and Cedric were users too, oh. and they don't act like they were ever, but no, it's pretty well-known fact that they were, and they had to get off of it, and he died, and I think that was a big part of Why it. Why would you ever... Here's the thing. I get... I just think they thought they could probably handle it because they seem that way. Yeah, so I it's suppose. like one of those I'm a capable user, which is dangerous. I just feel dangerous. like personally, I would not be able, maybe I would. Probably, I, I don't know. I just don't ever want to put myself in a position where I would have to get off something that makes you feel so fucking good to the point that any other feeling is just Drug, not comparable. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad and good. As I take a sip of my wine. Sweet wine. Sweet bear wine. But yes, that Germany, Jeremy Ward, um, he even created a lot of the lyrics, actually, a lot of their lyrical context, because he would just make up random, like they said that in his life, just even associating with them, he just, stream of consciousness, you know this quite random well. Random nonsense phrases out, out of nowhere. No- yes. I have a note. That's a lot of the lyrics in this. They used it as that, and even... They just used Michael, it Michael, we're sitting on a fucking gold mine. I have a list of all the random shit you say yeah. on my phone. <laughs> just random. What's my favorite one that you said? I like the O oh, Spaghetti Berg as a, <laughs> as a curse. <laughs> oh, Spaghetti Berg. <laughs> oh, what did you say? <laughs> Pope Jean-Claude. <laughs> 
John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Just randomly. Yeah, just not even any context. He'll just be making coffee or folding laundry, and he'll just randomly oh, yeah. spout things. I just. We should make an album, oh, and we'll boy. call it can make... the Pluto Malta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't fake it. Yeah, the look you were giving me was like disappointed, oh. but that's okay. You're Why not. Out? You're not invited to the Rusty Peasy Economy Jam oh, session. No. Oh, shit. oh my Fuck. god! That just summons so many weird mental pictures. Well, have a good time, Michael. Yeah. I don't want to go. It sounds pretty rough. It'd be fun. Yeah, you think so? No. We can. Do you? Nope. <laughs> Knife click. Nope. Put it away. We've been having a debate all day on whether it's a tool or a weapon, and it's both, and we should just stop. No, I want to fight you. (laughs) Oh, dear. Some things never change. Go ahead, Michael. Yes. Aaron and I secretly... Oh, yeah, I was talking about Jeremy Ward. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, he would make a lot of their... um, I just think, even when he departed, so I think D-Louse is so far different from any of the rest of the albums. But even, I think, first three took a lot of inspiration, and they had a lot of things that um, they kept from him. And then after that, I think their sound changed so different from Bedlam and Goliathon, but we'll get in that. That's nothing. I'm just, I just going through this research, learning what I have, I can definitely see, like, breaking points, and I just definitely noticed a lot of new things I've never noticed and appreciated a lot more and just background information has been very interesting and I'm interested to go through all the albums and listen to them and just, I don't know. It seems like they really let their personal lives affect their professional lives. It seems like it. I mean, like you can tell when Omar just was done with the band and what they produced after, like later Nocturnicid is their last album. But I guess it's like a, it's very interesting. It's a creative endeavor. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Puts a lot into it. So, but, um, Anyways, that Jeremy Ward that, like I said, he'd create Lance Sonic stuff, like Lance sounds for him, sound engineer, noises, because they love their fucking weird bleeps and bloops. I love it. They love a synth. Who doesn't? Um, Who doesn't? Uh, most of the people in Fallout 4. <laughs> oh. I laugh like I got that joke. <laughs> I get that joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Where's it going for? I would play it, but I just get so motion sick with games. So I'm sick. a big old dweeb, and I have my inhaler what on the table. What was I talking about? <laughs> Jeremy Ward, something. Why do we? I fucking kamikaze this oh. podcast. We this comca- it's this a good podcast. Time. <laughs> this podcast has been. It's been. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just move on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, Jeremy, like I said, it was just interesting to see how instrumental Jeremy Ward probably really was to this band. But obviously, this album was created almost entirely for him. He passed tragically after Deloused um, a, a month before it came out. And at that time, that's exactly when Omar started writing this record pretty much around then. Even before their first album came out, he was already writing this one. So what is this album about exactly? Um... So Jeremy was a repo guy and he one day he was repoing a car and in the back of it he just apparently found a journal that really showed um, that kind of mirrored his life 
I, it's weird, but he was adopted. So this was a story that somebody had journaled or whatever about their adoption process, trying to find their parents, which is something that he always tried to do. And they kind of swung it off that. There's just a lot of interconnections. So it was just a weird kind That's of coincidence. Really like I like, I like that as a concept. They continued on with that even in um, Bedlam and Goliath. They fucked with the Ouija board. I don't like that. Don't. And do Goliath that. came out. I so don't Goliath like it. is the Bedlam. Wait. So a spirit called Goliath talked to them and just. Are you shitting me? Fucked with their life until they made an album for him and then it stopped afterwards. What? And they have it documented what? like their studio what? flooded like three times in this a row. Band is a high bunch of death, a bunch of crazy dream. shit. Oh my God. What so the fuck? So and this Goliath is a real story. How did I not about, know about this? Uh, Aaron's looking at me and just grinning his ass off because he knows high school me and I was super rad. So well, he's I happy. I know how scared of Ouija boards you are. I'm that's scared. The whole album that the you thing. saw it. It's, it's a Ouija themed album. I don't, I love spooky shit. I, that's, that's like a thing. I read a lot of spooky shit i watch a lot of spooky shit i love horror movies uh, we're gonna get into a lot of aaron and i like have to space out our horror movie picks because otherwise it would just be a horror movie podcast obviously based on what's happened so far accurate i'll get there yeah well you hey you are bringing much needed variety but i'm gonna do a movie next time i decided already but okay well and i probably won't do well i probably won't do i might do it like a game or anything anytime soon, but I'll, I would do a book if I don't do a movie. Anyway. Book is cool. Or series. But anyways. Ouija board. Ouija boards are <laughs> scary. Okay. So <laughs> basically, I don't know what I believe. I spend a lot of time reading shit. I've had some creepy experiences in my life, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're not 100% explainable by like natural phenomena. But I also don't necessarily believe that humanity is smart enough or like aware enough yet to recognize some things that might actually be happening that we just aren't aware of. Aliens are coming. Uh, note. I believe in podcast. it enough to not go to the door of where the demons live and say, hello. Fuck, fuck it up, dude. Why would you do that? that do you I, knock on it? I, Somebody I, knocks Michael back. Knows. Michael knows. Oh, my God. Michael knows that if he brings a Ouija board. Like, <clears throat> that's one of the things that's like, I draw a hard line. No Ouija board in the house. Paranormal activity when Mike Mika or whatever his name is brought that home and she was so pissed off. Damn right. Fuck that shit. And you see what happened? Death. Murder. Moiter. Don't Parker Bros on Ouija board or somebody. Yes. 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 It's so pathetic. And I could make it right here with this. Pan. Don't make fun of me, you ho. <laughs> no, the one thing, the one thing I'm not, I'm on right sure now. Is I don't know why that the makes door. you a hoe. Just make sure to always no. say goodbye. Necessarily an insult. The but. one thing I'm on right now is you're like high school me would have loved this, but one of your best friends was into him. Well, yeah, I suck it just, ass. It just never worked. I just, it just never worked. You out. know, you get into high school and you just get, you just get busy. I get you, wait. Well. Not I. I. I also didn't where, get How did I get here? How did? Yeah. You no. were in the panic at the disco camp. I was. Well, she was in panic Not at really. the disco camp too. I was in like taking back Sunday. Yeah, taking camp. back Sunday. Like, you would like at the drive-in. Yes. I would expect I you to a, listen. Have heard about them more than Mars Volta, but school, they were also like early two thousand ones and stuff. Which yeah, were you would have. You would have give like you would have opened my eyes to so much new. Yeah, I loved Coheed like so much new music but if we hadn't known each other in high school but i also don't think i would have liked you very much that was a little shit you were a little shit but 
you grew up to be a big shit, and I love Not you. like a mean shit, though. Just You're just on Trickster me. God. But I fe- yeah, I feel, but I feel like Not high school God. me would have been just very, trickster. like, I need a mature boy. Not really. Look at Uwe. <laughs> that backfired. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, moving right along. Hey, fiance, you keep talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's where they got kind of... So we talked about the diary, and that's kind of how they got the idea for this. That's kind of where we left off with it. Um, I'll probably really quick, we're, we're going to get into the album now, but just I'm going to go through everything, kind of players in the album, who we need to know, who we don't need to know type of thing. So Omar Rodriguez Lopez as a uh, writer, guitarist. He adds a lot to it, but mostly those. Uh, Cedric Pixler's is... Zavala, who is their lyricist and vocalist. Even then, I think he lyricist minor, and I think probably Omar had a lot to say still, even in lyrics. So I really do think this is pretty much Omar project for the most part. I mean, they work together, but there's reasons I say that. Um, Isaiah Ike Owens is keyboardist. Um, amazing keyboardist and amazing man. He passed in 2015. Um from a heart attack way too young. I can't remember exactly how old I got that. I learned about that like a couple of years after, like I just didn't hear in the news. Yeah. And I saw online, like, I can't believe Ike died. And it's been this many years. And I was just like, what? Wait, I didn't hear this. So I looked it up and it was just tragic. Yeah. So rest in peace, Ike. You were very vital to the Mars Volta sound. He's amazing. Um, John Theodore is the drummer on this. And he might be my favorite drummer. He's really up there. Just what he puts out in first three albums. Oh my God. Just so much soul, so much rhythm. Just crazy. I love him. He's amazing in this album. He kills it. They do him dirty. How so? I think. Well, they we'll get into that. Feature him enough? Feature him. I don't. It's not that they don't. Yeah, mixing wise. Uh, so, especially on their third album, Amputecture, which is Amputecture is directly taken from a word from Jeremy Ward that he made up like one of those weird things and they've made like a production company out of it and stuff using that. And they made it an album title, which is Amputecture. Did he come up with the other one that was like... Delouse in the Comitorium? Mm-hmm. No, that came from Eunuch Provocateur. No, not is... that one. The other one that's like a, a portmanteau of two words. Nocturnicate? Is... Yes. No, he was dead long since then. Okay, so... I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe he could have. But um, his brother, Marcel Rodriguez Lopez and John Peter Alderete, um, both featured as like percussionists in this and wood sections. Um, we get guest spot from two Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, fans. Flea. Flea. Spicy Boys. He played bass in the first album. He was featured in bass on D-Last and Comitorium. And this one, he plays the horns. He plays wait, trumpet. Wait, 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 wait. Trumpet. Flea was on is it D Laus? D Laus in the Comatorium. Oh my god. He's the bassist on that. Doesn't D Laus mean to get rid of things like fleas? Oh my oh god, my we're god. blowing holes in it today. The irony boys. of it all. All right, continue. Sorry. And then in um, there's also John Fruciante, a uh, famous guitarist that uh, does the solo work in this for the first two solo breaks on Elvia. Yeah. And they're wonderful. There's 
some really good guitar work in there and he's been featured in multiple of their albums they're good friends so what album is this in their chronology okay sophomore wow okay and it's your favorite of their discography probably yeah amputecture i really love they call it their autistic child because it's their really weird one that no one really appreciated that's literally in interviews they're like this is like our artistic child that we really kind of loved and tried to grow yes okay um interesting way to describe that yeah it's a weird album but i some of the mixing i don't like but i I just really like that album it's one of the most sinister albums i've ever heard in my opinion spooky i just think it it goes hard it's very sacrilegious too it's (gasps) fun time it's wicked it's very wicked i just call it wicked and this and ouija boards yeah so this was dur- written, like I said, this was written during the D-Loust before their first album even came out during the D-Loust and the Comitorium days. Um, he was still pushing hard and just had to keep going. And then the death of their friend really pushed him even more. So we even saw a lot of this came out and this is this would happen more and more frequently with every single one. That's just how they did it. They released their materials first live. So you really hear the working of these songs. They'll just play them live, jam. They're very much a jam band, so if you go to a show, you're not going to get the songs you think you're going to get totally. Really experimental and jammy, so they played these live, a lot of these songs. I know Cygnus Vism and Cygnus was played often live, and so that's kind of how Mars they get that. Live? It's my biggest regret. I've never did. Man. I had a chance to go to Kansas City, but I was just a high school. I had no one to go with because nobody liked this band. That I much. could have gone in air instead oh. to The Cure in KC, and I'm very upset that I did not. Yeah. I am so sad. I would have loved to go to that. That's my biggest concert regret. Yeah. I just had to. I just had a bitch. <laughs> they might come back together. It's not going to have the same. It's not going to be the same, especially like I key not there. I can't. Even, I don't care what their drummer, they've changed drummers so much, but he was just vital to them, I think. Yeah. And he was with them from the start. He he dropped off the last couple albums. He wasn't really featured, but... So they, when did they break up? I think like 2016. Okay. And so. after that, that's the only time that Cedric and Omar, they stopped talking for like half a year and didn't hang out or anything. And then they got back together. Um. But I think Cedric was pissed because Omar just didn't even tell him. Like they weren't really talking that much and he just didn't inform him about the band because it's just like this is my band basically so cedric could just kind of accept that album is was his most freeing album to do whatever the fuck he wanted vocally and lyrics wise so he shines on it so cedric is amazing on okay, that album. that's great and all but i still uh, that did it dirty like, I, like i said they're the very petty people <laughs> i feel like whether or not it makes him look good you shouldn't do shit without talking to other people in the band. Oh. That's no, it was Omar cool. that did it. So Cedric was able to just do whatever he wanted because oh. Omar was just kind of hands off more and just really phoned this one in. Oh, okay, I got you. I he phoned that you. last album in. So, but well, at least shit. Cedric could do whatever he wanted, which is cool. So as they make this, obviously we've talked about this already. Um, Omar writes everything. He wrote every single piece of music on this and orchestrated it. Um, he'd do one-on-one time with the, all these all the instrumentals in this where he'd play each person would start. He said he liked to... He changed it up on this one, and he did um, practice with each one, and he practiced really slow, 
and just kind of built and built and built progress with them uh, how he wanted it like i mean up to his image basically this is what he because he he was very interested in filmography and stuff like that so he really wanted this to be almost like a film of a movie type of thing where it really is telling a story and there that's why there are those ambiance sections where it has time to breathe and different scenes so it goes to a different scene yada 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 well, didn't he get everybody kind of. alone and have them yeah that recorded? yep so he got them one-on-one you know yeah. that's what i'm saying you got them one-on-one had them really slowly of- practice and then he recorded even one-on-one and just layered all the instruments together so you recorded like John Theodore, the drummer first, because I mean, you got to do your percussion first. Right. That's just the beat. You have to have that. And then he was able to make a map work out of that, which is fascinating. And I don't know how that works because they're such a jam band. And then to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great point. Individually like that. So all the songs are structured until you get to Cassandra Gemini, where it is just them like, this is just us doing a jam session. It was fucking killer. So here you go. Type of thing. <laughs> It's 30 minutes, boom. Hey, I mean... It tells its own fucking story, kind of. sessions are cool. Oh, yeah, it's great. Aired's like, eh. Not everyone liked that. I think John Theodore, I didn't think he would. I think he eventually got out of the band, I think, because it was just too much, that style, where he was such a free, fast, fucking crazy drummer. But he's very controlled, too, at the same time, so it's kind of hard to make him just go slow and then all of a sudden you're free to go Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how they did this where i think you build the uh instrumentalists like you build them up kind of by going slow going slow and build a trust with them and then all of a sudden okay unleash let's see what the fuck you are gonna bring now that you understand what's going on go off bitch yeah it came together great i think it's very interesting and very crazy way of recording i like some jams I do like some jam. Like strawberry? Uh, peach. Peach jam. You're probably good. Yes. Uh, that was just interesting. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I, I, I enjoyed listening to the album, but there's just, there's just some parts where it loses me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not for everybody. It's not, I'm not saying it's like the best thing ever. It's uh, very divisive. I mean, they're weird. It's kind of crazy. It gets some of it's just too much, some of it's just too little, some of it's why. <laughs> yeah, they're very self-indulgent. Yeah. Oh, extremely. Yeah, and that can. Yeah. Can be a turnoff. I Ooh, suppose. I do want to talk about before we get into the story and actually into the songs. Um, album art is gorgeous. I love the album art. It's I my love. Favorite. It's so it's good. So it's good. might be one of my favorite it, album arts. I just. It's really. This trip's my trigger. The whole thing. It's Storm Ferguson. Who did um, notably Pink Floyd? Oh. But he also liked the Radiohead or Audiohead, Audio Slave. Good lord, Radiohead, <laughs> Audiohead, Audio Slave. Took me a bit Radio to get there. Slave. But he did Audio Slave, like with the big fucking flames and shit. He did the first two. He did Deloused in this one. Okay. Um, he did Amputexture, and it actually was released out like online, where um, he gave him. His pictures for Amputecture, and they just um, never contacted him again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know why they didn't do it. I love working with them. If you look at it, it looks very uh, like the shitty, stupid audio head where it's the big flame. It's just a big skull floating in the air that's like a, a mirrored skull looking down on a nun. Oh. And it's just hokey and tacky, and it's 
he's done it a million times. Yeah. That's the one thing about him. His Pink Floyd like heydays are done, and he just kind of kept regurgitating stuff. How'd that pig get up there? I don't. They tied it up there with a little. It was helium, and they tied around little smokestacks. Oh, of course. <laughs> He's not a real piggy. Oh. It could have been. Could have been. Should have been. What is it? This one, here's the thing about Francis the Mute. It's one of my favorite art covers. All that Love it. But it's still recycled art from Storm Thurgison. If you go back in the day, and there's a concept album that was on, I think, Echoes. Um, It's an exact. It was on Pink Floyd where it's two people sitting in the back of a car with this fucking red bag over their head. It's like, God damn it, Storm. I was very disappointed when I found that out and saw that. I was like, motherfuck. (laughs) No wonder they got rid of it. Yeah, that is a fucking bummer. They picked a Latino artist, which I'm very glad they did for their forward. (laughs) I got to not do that. It's just, you went for it. I did go for it. Well, I'm trying to do the names kind of right. Yeah, no, I understand. So I'm like Googling the pictures of the album album artwork and one of the things that popped up is a meme and it's the album art and I said listen to Francis the Mute they said it's an interesting prog album they said little did I know how endless and unfocused it was which is not a funny meme but it makes sense <laughs> 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 but, I think, <laughs> but I think it accurately it seems to describe oh, no. the album there's wankery and noodling galore in this we you talked about before say. the album you know what or before this this is no philosoraptor <laughs> Right. It's no overly aggressive whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you reached back for the, those 10-year-old memes. I'm old. And you dropped it. We're old. Girlfriend. We watched Bub Rub and Little Sis today at work. What the fuck is that? Whistle tips and go, whoop, 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 whoop. That's old internet. Okay, are you whooping old like Old internet. Okay, there's, I feel like we probably hung out in different so corners. So in the morning. Internet. You should be up eating breakfast or something. <laughs> I don't know this. Do you know this? Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, well, I'm... Woo woo! <laughs> First off, it's a news story, so I gotta, I gotta be... Yeah, you gotta be right. on your game. I gotta be yeah, on my game. Yeah, I understand. When you live in a TV. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. Continue. I had to take a meme break. Oh, no, you know it's how, fine. You know how it would it's be. True. It's fine. <laughs> It's not a perfect album by any means. It's just no, one that influenced me. I don't me. think that Endless and Unfocused is like... I mean, that's that's It's pretty that's unfocused just jam at times. Music. That's yeah, just it's just jam, jam music. music. Yeah, like, it's just... Some of it's very music. structured, obviously, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, one the, 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 the one that made the radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Fucking Zeppelin. Okay. Well, speaking of... Shots let's fired, get in John Paul Jones. ...to Francis the Mute. Let's the, get into the it. music Yeah, and I have notes. Everything. I got notes. Yeah. That's not even a full page. That's yeah. Fine. <laughs> he comes up to me before uh, the podcast. He's like, Did you take notes know. for this? Here's mine. And he just holds up this sad little piece of paper. <laughs> I'm like, eh. And then I'm like, I go to say something about it. And he's like, Shh, save it for the pod. <laughs> Aaron, you fucking asked me a fucking question. <laughs> It's okay for you to bring it up, but then there's a very finite amount of talking outside of the pod we're allowed to do. Yeah, and you already did it while I was pretending <laughs> to sleep. Fuck. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. Oh, you were the one I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Busted. 
I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I was thinking about how to go segue. <laughs> I just know we're in trouble. You just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Still carefree. All right. Yes. Anyway, let's actually get to talking about the album. Let's okay. Let's get into it, boys. So we start off um, five album or five song album. Uh, all of them are names that are relevant to the story. They're characters. Characters in the story. Yes. We start off with our main character and the name of the song, Cygnus. Visman Cygnus. Oh, shit. His name is Visman Cygnus. He goes by Cygnus. What's his name? Visman Cygnus. Cygnus. <laughs> Visman Cygnus. Okay. But this is a fun little one. Um, I really love this one. How long is this in length? How long is this in length? <laughs> Seven Nine inches. Two. Oh. Is that big? Is that is that big? <laughs> what? what? Is, Calm down. Is that big? Calm down. We'll talk about it later. Also, yes. Oh, is that big? Is that big? <laughs> yeah, so this is 13 minute. Pretty much all of these are about, that's, that's pretty close to a lot of them. It's about that range, 13 minutes. Um, they're long songs. That's all, that's all we're saying. Short song, five minutes, six minutes, The Widow. So they're, we, she got us hanging so there for ranges, all the songs. It ranges from like normal amount of song time to epic. 30 and minutes. Gotta Davida shit. Six minutes is the shortest, 30 and minutes. And Gotta Davida is like 17. It's like 17. Yeah. yeah. This is. This Francis is like, the Mute yeah. is about like 16. This is more like 21, 12 this, yeah. length. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I just, you know, point of order. Some people theorize that the Cygnus and Visman Cygnus came from Rush. Oh. I don't think it did, but. Rush is a great That's Neil Pert. Pert. Yeah. Oh. I'm yeah. sorry. It's all right. We're sad now. We are set. We're though. always But set. we can celebrate by listening to his music. <laughs> Sad in mood and not in it. I don't know what else yeah. there is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Aaron. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Apologies. It's like short in stature, not in... Height. <sighs> not in spirit. I've got short spirit. How about that? I was going to use Napoleon as an example, but... That's a was, misnomer. He, yeah, not a misnomer. That, it's just like... That's a misnomer. It's, like a it's propaganda. Okay, that's fine. But misnomer propaganda. and propaganda aren't the same thing. Propaganda. Yeah, but when I cut it out, it's going to sound good. <laughs> Ow. Fran, uh, I really enjoyed... I don't know how knowing, to go back. I, don't I really enjoyed not it. knowing anything about this band and then having the little, the little like chill intro they did. And then they just fucking they fucking drop that like jazzy like fucking intense shit. They go hard solo into the. There's a lot of jazz. It's got, in this. It's got sick bassline. And yeah, I, I go for that generally. Yeah, it starts like off slow. It's um, this is broken into four this parts. This bass got COVID. <laughs> this bass is sick. It's as got fuck. COVID. COVID. It's not funny. <laughs> as I cackle, oh god, am I the baddie? Okay, yes. so why are you dressed like an SS officer? Oh, no. <laughs> That's a reference. Mm-hmm. To the Holocaust. 
No, I thought it was referencing the actual skit that the line Are We the Baddies is from. Yeah, they dress like Nazis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I meant the reference was to. Not the whole... I mean... Okay, we're just getting meta here. Just cut this. Farts, farts. It stays. Farts. <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> okay, so... Okay. So... Okay, okay so... So, yeah, basically... I think what Aaron and I are saying is coming at this without knowing any background and then being like, there's a, it's fucking, it goes hard. It goes deep. The lore goes deep. The songs sound epic. My note says soft open, but when it hits, it hits hard. It, hits hard. <laughs> it goes. So it's it like. Has it has a soft interlude. The, sh- the song's broken into four parts, which is sarcophagy, sarcophagy, umbilical syllables, Ooh. bacillus, decennis, averni. In Consafo. Umbilical syllables. What are these words? I love umbilical syllables. Are you sure you don't want that to be the name of your band? No, I'm sticking with Rusty Episiotomy. No one has ever said that sentence in the history of the world. Yeah, so I know it's up. It's up. It's open. It's it's way open. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Close it. This band should never see the light of day. Yeah, but it has like... um, it opens up with just a sweet little interlude, the sarcophagy part, where it's just um, an acoustic intro. Um, they sing a little sweet interlude that they come into a couple times in the album that we kind of revisit or whatever, especially at the end. It kind of cycles back. There's reasons for that. But it ends with this same intro. And then it, yeah, beats into it. There's a fucking epic guitar solo that starts off with just the go, and then it's just like, crazy guitar and they're going nuts listening to a mars volta's album you do not know what's gonna come next like you i feel that way like you it could go any direction well this song does a good job too of introducing like one of the main things they wanted to achieve with this band is a mix of like where they're from their texas roots or whatever and also their puerto rican so they kind of wanted to give out their Latino influences and all the their roots there. And they really wanted to, hey, in this song, they weren't allowed at the drive-in for like any Spanish speaking or whatever. So they really they tried to push drive-in. that out here. Yeah. What? Are you mad at me because I made a sound or because I spoke words? The words you spoke. I liked bad jokes. And I cannot lie. I just made another one right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm actually sorry. <laughs> okay, continue. I'm sorry. I keep throwing you um, off. I I looked up the lyrics while I was while I was listening to this. Yeah, and it didn't really provide any insight for me. No, no. Um, the Spanish. Yeah, like the Spanish lyrics on it. Oh, are I didn't actually, even. I didn't even look up. That's the, the problem. They they give out a lot more information than. The yeah. English, even I feel like, yeah, especially like Elvia. That that's the most like streamlined song in this. Yeah, when when you translate it or whatever. Um, I know this one in the background, like right when it starts, goes, my 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 nails peel back, and then in the background it says, um, "You know, prepara," which is just like young one prepare. So it's kind of like getting like the opening and. That's like how it's opening up pretty much is prepare yeah. pretty much for everything. That's and true. I know in this, I doesn't really explain it too well in the song. There, There's, once again, it's just a bunch of gibberish, but there are little clues. So in this, who Cygnus is, is um, he was 18, well, 
No, he's not 18 year old in this. He's 25 year. That's the approximate right now is 25 year old person at this time. And he was in um, an orphanage until he was 18, until he was legal age. All he knew is that like his mom was killed. He didn't have parents. So he's trying to figure out kind of that's always been a big thing for him. He knew something happened. Something bad happened to his mom. She was killed. And he kind of wants to know why. And they say that like in the lyrics, um, he does kind of know what happened, that um, he is an abortion that survived. That's literally a, a lyric is that he was torn from his mother's womb in this and she was killed. And so he, so they make multiple references to ice picks, and that's actually how she was killed. She was stabbed with an ice pick, and he was torn out, and he survived, and she was killed. Um, and that kind of resulted in him when he was in this orphanage. It's in. It brings up the Cassandra Gemini aspect and kind of a male female aspect where he's actually. Um, split personality disorder cassandra gemini the last song is his um female prostitute counterpart that he is disassociated disorder brings up in his mind that is going to come into play and that's kind of why like this is what he becomes but knowing like the ice pick obviously that's penis reference to and killing her so like he hates males that's part of his disassociation that's why he's a female because he hates men. They are prone to rape and violence, which is what happens to his mother. So that's a big part in this song. They, um, I'm trying to find what the lyrics is. Do you Damn. Think? But you, you, I, there's a lot to uncover. There's actually something shit. there. So I'll say. That's like, this is an introduction to Cygnus. It, he is, we know in the song, he is a prostitute. Like he does prostitution and he's a drug dealer. Now that he's out of the orphanage, so this song is this song is um there's nothing in the orphanage here in this point. We just know that, so this is him outside of that at twenty five years old. The song is him um basically he's druggy, he sells drugs, he's a prostitute, and he's HIV positive okay, that's what we're finding out in the first song, everybody. Thank oh, you. Well, we got I, there did you... we got to the first song we got there I didn't know I didn't know none of that, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, Can not I, cool. That sucks. So, so I didn't. I don't know. Like, uh, I I like read the lyrics along while that while that song yeah. was going. But like, where you're not gonna pick up right a lot. What what I want to know is where did you pick this up? Like, I obviously you did more homework than I did. Yeah. But like, but like, what's what's your source for for this information? If other people would want to, like, okay, sources. Look into it. You're going to find a lot of opinion pieces online, but if you go, um, they used to have on their website, they actually had an, but I don't even think that's affiliated anymore. It's a universal own thing. Universal used to be their person. So that's how I, how I learned in the beginning, like, cause I kind of knew some of this, like I knew he was, um, I knew the gist of this story, basically. They used to have, like, a decoder website that you could actually go to that actually listed a lot of this information out on the story. You can still kind of find some of that information, but a lot of people are just theories and stuff. But even in the lyrics, there's there's breakdown of lyrics if you really look hard. Official sources is... 
Google it, but oh, okay. I, I, mean, I don't got like their main website isn't available anymore. Yeah. But. Well, the the other interesting thing is I was on Genius, and that's where they do you know everyone knows Genius. That, it's yeah. Just like the annotated uh, lyrics. Genius and stuff. is good. I didn't, didn't go have on much it. though. Didn't have anything. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't open up the ones that were there. Really, there's a couple that I looked at, but like especially especially like having a concept album uh, that has you know lyrics that are kind of like a, I guess like a David Lynch well, film where you kind of got to like just metaphors and put it together and, you know yeah. it, it's like someone someone get on genius <laughs> yeah put but it. okay they do talk about cuz i mean that's like the umbilical syllable section on on this and the womb they're uh, I didn't do a great rundown on lyrics because I don't. I'm just going to give a general gist yeah, of what I the songs are supposed yeah. to represent. There are ways to find out. Like, yeah. You can match up some stuff. I, I have was, some key lyrics written down. Yeah, I was just wondering if there was like. A, it's a little a, like, bit of a mess. Just enjoy the ride. Like place where you can, uh, you could like. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think there's anything yeah. officially. I know. I think because there is. They call it the decoder songs, but that doesn't really mean anything either. Yeah. There is Francis the Mute as a song that's supposed to set it up, but that just tells her story, really. That's what that song just does, so we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But um, this one might have my favorite little ambiance section, because this is the one that has, yeah, yeah, on the outside, where it's just like a screen door and slamming, and there's cars driving by, and there's people talking in the background. Oh, like the, oh, the last three minutes of the yeah, song? Yeah, I, I like that one. I, I know they're mm. terrible. I'm just saying, that might be one of my favorite ones of those. And then it kind of goes into the weird, which is annoying as shit. Yeah. Because that lasts a while. Just, just, just overall, it's just like, it's if like I want to like put on a bop, you know? And it's just it like, doesn't help, yeah. It, it, if you have to skip on yeah, as soon as, soon as as soon as the song's over, over like, it's not over, but, you know, as soon as the track kind of just slows down, you know, it's just like, oh. I was listening to this while I was walking, and I kept hearing noises and looking behind because I thought there was like Didn't know. a car or something. Yeah, so, that one would mess with so you. So then, so then I stopped listening to it while I was walking. It's a good time. What? I said it's a good time. Though. Yeah. No. It'd be good walking. No, I don't know if it'd be good walking. But um, what's next? The next song That's then the widow. is the widow, which is definitely their most radio friendly and probably one of their fucking shorter songs altogether. Honestly. Yeah. But it's very um very structured. It's very Zeppelin-y. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people who say it's just Zeppelin. It's just a Zeppelin ripoff, kind of. My mm. note says, my dude, Doobie Belton. <laughs> he belts good. He does belt real nice. I like the solo in it, too. And the trumpet's the... That's Flea. Yeah. He's oh, having a good time. Flea in there. Dude, a little fun time. Fun. Okay, cool. Um, in this one, this one's up for debate who the widow is it could just be nobody it could be francis actually survived there's a theory that's one that there's a lot of um some say that in the lyrics they they say she dies all the time and that she's dead all the time in some ways they say like oh maybe not though so i don't know i've heard a couple I've read a couple theories that say the widow might be Francis and that she might have survived and then I hear a lot of people saying that no this is just a stranger to get a point across because this is somebody in the song they constantly talk they're watching and they're watching Cygnus is who they're actually watching because he's their dealer 
because um, at this point, that's what Cygnus is doing. He's just dealing drugs, trying to make money and sleeping with people just to make money to figure out what the fuck happened to his family. He's just on a... This is just a revenge story, kind of. Mm-hmm. And he kind of disassociates with Cassandra Gemini to kind of get him through it. And that might have bad results. But this widow okay. is like, pray without an answer. Um, I know that. It's Yeah, it's that one. But... Um, the whole time, like, let me die. They just ask, they're asking for death. This is somebody that wants to die, and they do overdose in this song, actually. Oh, this is somebody dying. Jeepers creepers. So, and they're going after Cygnus for this. Um, some people say it's actually Cygnus, or Francis survived. And there's some people that think this is why she's Francis the Mute, because she doesn't discuss with him. She knows it's him. She watches him through this song. That's why she. it says in the song, word for word, like, that she watches him and I'll be watching every night. And, but um, I don't think it is. I don't think that theory makes sense. I don't put it past them to take that story because they kind of are outlandish with their stories. It's not a realistic story whatsoever. Um, so, but I just think it's somebody else because I think in this, it, they constantly talk about never sleeping alone either. So I just think it was a victim to Cygnus that he gave HIV to and killed and they were willing to, they wanted to die. It was just the widow is just their own story, own person. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back to that once we end with Cassandra Gemini. But I don't know. It's up for debate. <clears throat> it's interesting. As a fan, does it annoy you that they don't just fucking say it? Eh. No, because I don't give a shit about the story that much. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, this is the most deep dive I've done into the story since it like first came out, and I kind of had an idea of yeah, what it was. Yeah, I don't think it needs to even have a cohesive... Like, and maybe there is no cohesive I think, story. Yeah. Comparing it to like a Lynch or something is fair, yeah. or it doesn't have to be... You can still 100% enjoy the album and have no cohesive story whatsoever. Yeah, and like music, I think music is different than most like movies because just uh the experience of listening to something you can either enjoy that or not like you don't even need to understand the lyrics like if you listen to something in a different language which we'll get to yeah uh next you you can enjoy it for what it is without knowing anything about it as far as like lyrical content whereas i think if you're if you're thinking uh 90 minutes into a film or something and you can't sort it out at all then you can get really frustrated. Yeah. That's fair. I I agree with you. That's my opinion. Like he had a lot of, like, I think he tries to set it up like a movie, but with through music, but I think it kind of, I'd give, I like what you're saying that I think it works out that way for it. So, which is cool. But yeah, the next song is not fully Spanish, but mostly. Yeah. Almost like, 75, 80% of it, and then they do a chorus that's English. And it's Elvia, Elviaquez. This song is interesting. I thought one thing that was really interesting about the... Uh, you sound like you're answering a question from a worksheet in school. Oh, yes. Let me filibuster. <laughs> filibuster. Uh, no, one thing I thought that was really interesting about uh, the way this song is put together is the verse is uh 
is like shreddy, funky, and has Spanish lyrics. And then the chorus is way Latin. Yes. And in English. Uh-huh. And then it's just like and it's it's not like a marriage of these two styles into something. It's just like a hard cut from from one uh, musical style into the next. They like to do the hard yeah, cut. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, you never know what's coming. Their later releases are just bonkers. Yeah, like the hard cuts are just uh, almost unlistenable. Like people have issues with really? them. Really? Yeah. It's wow. like what? Yeah. It's interesting. You know the you know the poppy song X. Do you know that one where it's like the hippie song and then it turns into the metal song? Yeah. It was, it was, oh, yeah. It's giving me vibes like that where it's just like one I thing. I took it as, do you know that one Poppy song, X? Not <laughs> that, Poppy song, it's Poppy. X. It's like, what? I'm Poppy. What, pop song? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just uh, that kind of just abrupt. It's jarring. Yeah. and They do that. Yeah. and I was I was going with it. But the one thing I thought was super interesting is like the verse is way more catchy and like uh hooky you know it's it's it sound if you were if you were to say which one of these was the chorus just on without knowing oh. like, without knowing like the lyrics at all mm-hmm. i would it would i would probably say the verse but the chorus is the one that repeats the the same over and over, over and over but it was interesting i i enjoyed it this was it was in rock band so a lot of people know this one i i didn't play this one in rock band oh this is the one they got in and like this, heyday so this, this one, one got, got in, a lot yeah. of bangers and they had to shorten it yeah it's pretty shortened and cut down but it's in there i would have i would have expected the widow because it's just i think it's just easier to fit into most things yeah 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 honestly but this is the one that two solos from john fruciante so they kind of cut it where it's the spanish and then they solo time and then it goes into the english uh I dropped off there for a second because I forgot what I'm talking about, but that's all right. Rock band. We were talking about rock band and everything. But yeah, there's two solos in here from John Fruciante. There's also a piano duel with Omar in this. Oh, boy. And that's with their idol. Like, the piano player on this is Larry um, Harlow, Mm -hmm. which is, like, a huge musical um, inspiration for them. So that was kind of like a dream thing for them to have him on this record and even, like, duel with him omar yeah. was able to that's that was a big deal for them and i know that that was something that like was special so which that was a cool little feature that they had on here um the message behind this is elvia is francis's sister so it's his so it's cygnus's aunt so in this he kind of knew her and was able to find her and finally get enough money to go talk to her um, she changed her name, obviously. She would not be Elvia Elviaquez or whatever. She would mm-hmm. be Elvia... What is it? Sigmund? Cygnus? Yeah. I guess it would be. Yeah, right. Um, but he just goes to her to get more information. And really, it's more to find his grandmother to get the true information about who did this to Francis. Yeah. So all this is is one place to get information to get to the next place to get the next place. Yeah. So he's just starting to make a move. Um, you get that. I won't forget who I'm looking for. Oh, mother help me. I'm looking for, which is him going up to her and being like, Hey, I need you to help me. You're going to tell me. So these, um, the lyrics 
in Spanish, and this are probably one of the more clear ones. I don't have any <laughs> written down or anything. It's just she's just telling him where to go. And yeah, this is what happened. This is where you need to go in her story. So like the English section starts off blackmailed. She fell off every mountain. It's just because we learn in this one that the people who are it's clergymen. So it's the church is involved. So we kind of know that now mm -hmm. that what happened to her, his mother is from the church somehow. And that's why she had to be on the run because the church is going after her. So that's why she had to change her name. And that's why she's just not around anymore. So he finally finds her to move on to the next. And the next song is Miranda. That ghost just isn't holy anymore. Which I love the fucking song name. Yeah. It's such a cool name. song name. But this song is tragic. It's a sad song. Oh. It's a sad song. This whole album's fucking sad. This is, this is the sorrow of a mother in this song. And the buildup and emotional welling of a mother who's lost everything. And oh. it's going to tell her grandson to go kill some guys oh dear yeah oh yeah there's a lot happening here that i did not pick up on yeah this one is split into four song or four sections there's vade mecum which i believe is a city or like a province or something or a place in puerto rico so that kind of gives us some clues into this song yeah so we we kind of learned that he had to go to puerto rico yeah. it doesn't state that anywhere in the song he put it together because that song title and in the background there are um koki frogs which are only found and that's part of the segue like the ambiance there's little froggies in the background they're only found in puerto rico so that's how we know that's he's now made it to puerto rico and they found his grandmother mm. i like i like the horns in this i like the horns in this thanks song. lee yeah uh trumpet parts part them. part of the song is like super like westerny sounding cinematic it sounds like it could score like a like a like a spaghetti western or that's, something that's um 100 percent cool. the reason for the song yeah i think they that's, even mentioned spaghetti western yeah 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 that, this was them saying this is the finally album, their but... time to shine they yeah. tried with um at the drive-in yeah. they really wanted to show their spaghetti western roots and the last song on the last album at the drive-in is Don Zero Possibility. They claim it's their best song that they ever put out, at least with At the Drive-In. It has huge spaghetti Western yeah. songs, and then they finally were able to on this, and they said, like, this was them trying to get their Ennio Morrigan or whatever yeah. so out. Immediately when I'm listening to this earlier, uh, it just, like, ponged up images of yeah. just, like, a lone, huge a lone gunman on a horse going after somebody. Mm -hmm. and then, I can and, see it that way. And then, it, and then it's fun because... Then you kind of get the the jazzy noodling starts to like get more aggressive, and then it like takes over and then just transitions into the next thing. Yeah, but like for a while, I was just like I was really vibing with it. I was vibing. It's a with good it. song. I really like this song. I really appreciate this song. It's a fun one, and it kind of starts out with um, so they finally meet, and he's talking to his grandmother. So it's always I've always wanted to eat class with you. That's her saying that to her. Um, grandson so that's like it's time to fucking talk business cool that they're picking that what through. a rad ass granny yee 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 that's what yee yee <laughs> yep right. okay 
And she, um, oh man, what's oh. the lyric for it? I need to look it up real quick. Like I got it right here in front of me. Oh yeah, it's just I'm stupid. It's and when Miranda sang, everybody turned away, used to the noose they obey, which is this whole time she had she was once again just like Elvia she was forced to move but she never stopped singing for her daughter basically is what that's saying and she never really stopped looking for her daughter and getting taking care of the ones that were responsible um kind of unlocked in the first song unlocked in Cassandra Gemini I'm just going to talk about it now we kind of learned through Miranda here at this point which we'll kind of figure out in Cassandra Gemini that this was the church that did this to their her mother. Um, she was raped by the clergy and had the baby, and they were going to force an abortion, which was Vismond. Um, and she declined, so they strapped her up and killed her. My goodness. And they used a uh, ice pick. I've already brought that part up, but and that even thro- shows through here. There's multiple times where they bring up ice picks, but through an ice pick of abscess, abscess reckoning. So, like, the gutter door open, stole the kids. So this is him finally learning that out. We already knew that kind of, but this is him learning through Miranda what happened. This shit so, goes hard. And that kind of is a mental break for him too at this point, which brings us to our fucking crazy epic that's totally different from any other song too. So this is like the breaking part of the album. Everything was structured through here. And now it's just Bananas. wankery, crazy, fun time. Wankery. 30 yeah. minute, good, sweet bliss. Cassandra Gemini. My, what a fucking what a banger. My note for Cassandra Gemini. Epic. <laughs> Real good time. I uh it started and I just I wasn't I wasn't gonna even I don't even know. Like where do you start? <laughs> Michael, There's where do you start? <laughs> to, I, I don't know. This one Okay, we'll we'll break it into pieces. So this one has obviously 30 minute song. Um this song's five about five songs long. Otherwise, it would have been classified an EP. So they had to break this one up. So we have Tarantism, oh, a plant in a plant, a nail in the navel stream, famine pulse, multiple spouse wounds, and then it ends with sarcophag- sarcophagy, which is how it opened. That is. I love those names. So interesting like, to me because I feel like Universal made them. Like, yeah, it was a so contractual they are are as a piece of art art they they didn't want it to be into so many songs but they had to break it up i wonder if they were i wonder if he was pissed i don't off even about think that. that they line up with the movements how they have them listed they just broke it up and said okay here you go but i don't even think they line up with well, the specific yeah, movements. depending i mean the different track listings have yeah. different times too yeah that too like so they have different track listings that universal tried to put on them and then now they own the songs and now they want them this way yeah. so because genius was fucked up trying to follow oh. this <laughs> the words were right but when they were like oh this is when this, this starts this, and i'm like this. i'm looking at it well, like, not not a quarter to this quite so that kind of makes it hard. But it's, it's all one piece anyway. Yeah. So. It's just one thing. And this is basically just everything, culmination of everything. He's got all his information. He's got money. He knows what he needs to do now. And Cassandra Gemini, his disassociation has really just full on taken over. And Cygnus is just not there. Um, he even says, uh, start, I think I've become one of the others to start this track. Which, um, at this point, he's been, um, in this song, what is going on is, since he is a prostitute, 
drug dealer with HIV positive, he's going in either raping or else seducing these clergymen that went after him and contracting wow. to them and killing them. But in doing this, he's lost himself completely. He's no longer Cygnus. He is Cassandra because Cygnus hated men. He hated rape. He hated violence. That is what made him be the way he is. Wow. And I think I've become one of the others. I think I've become that now. He has blood on his hands. This is full circle for Cygnus. He's cool. not there anymore. This whole song is him just breaking and killing people and Nice. Then I mean, he dies yeah. at the end from an OD. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we go full circle back in the sarcophagy saying this shit just happens and it's going to happen again. There's not really any, there was no, nothing lessons got wrapped learned. up. There was no lessons learned. In there's, this. there's more, there's more clergy. Wow. Yes. That is an unsatisfactory this, um, ending. We learned like there's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unsatisfactory. It's not very happy. It's I mean, not I suppose it's nice. by that, that's by intent, but. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yes. It definitely is. Um, Damn. Shit goes hard. I love it. Michael it goes Clark. like in the first section. It goes, it goes, it goes. It goes, it goes, it goes, it goes. <laughs> it's just so different from anything else. There's such hard solos in this that I really love. We break into some really fun horn parts. I just, the music on this is top notch until they get into kind of their slow sections, which is the middle. So. I'd say like the first 15 minutes, and then it kind of <laughs> slows down a little bit. Yeah. And strong enough. It's yeah. a good time, but... The first 15 minutes. Um, the ending, like the climax is, 25 lives in the lake tonight, which is um, kind of the retribution. So 25 is the amount of people we learn that the clergy of other women that like uh. that he had learned through this process and through Miranda were killed. So he's avenging them. Um, that's where the 25 lives come from. There's a lot more to it. Like a lot of them, they're often talked about. There's, there's a whole subsection of bird <laughs> metaphors in this all over the place that okay. we don't even touch. <laughs> we haven't talked about any birds at all, but they're all over the place in this. Um, I think the clergymen are owls. I think like Talon Scratch My Suit is a huge... Um, lyric from this i don't know why but it's everywhere that it's like a chosen thing i don't even want to get into it don't worry about there's, birds there's there's birds, birds don't around. worry about birds don't worry about them though They're it's just real. metaphors which is mars volta to a t so um Caca. yeah at the end of this though he does od and dies at the end and that's kind of circles back to jeremy ward too obviously wow, yeah so they have that so that's kind of homage there but yeah at the end it's not i mean he killed him but um there's also three theories like there's multiple theories out there that that's actually not what happened that it ended up that's why the widow is brought in the widow is actually just a victim where he actually was just going on a killing spree and he never even ended up fixing what got into it where he thought that he was doing the right thing and it turned out like even the widow turned out was wow. just a, a bystander and it just showed like how much innocence he actually did kill yeah. in the process. Some people, I don't know. Where do you go That's with that? Extra dark. It's hard. I, th- I think that makes the most sense to me is like the widow really wasn't a key player in any of this. I don't think it was Francis. I don't think. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. She got, especially once we talk about the last song, which is actually the first song, Francis, it doesn't really make sense. She's dead. 
You don't survive. What the hell? But Keep going. So I'm invested. What else was I gonna? I was gonna bring up something else. I can't remember really what, but I haven't written down. So you explain the. But the, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. It's a really good one. It's really long. There's episodes, break breaks, it brings it back around to the first song. It kind of sets it all loose. It's really cool. But um, then there was first song that should have been actually the opener to this that really does they called it the decoder they brought it out as a single i think it was a contractual agreement they had with universal so universal owns it even so they can't really release it so like the box that i just got it's not featured in that which i was disappointed about i was like oh yeah they don't have the rights to this song anymore so i think it was part of a contractual agreement where it's a universal owned song so they put it out as a single that because they, they needed a single for this, and they put it with um, a live version of the widow. Mm. And underneath the official CD of Francis, if you take the thing where you put the CD down into, the lyrics for this song are hidden underneath. Oh, actually, because okay. it, it is a big part of this. Interesting. So it's a great song. I this might be one of my favorites. Actually, I fucking adore this song, but it's. Um, this is just kind of explaining what happened to Frances. This is her song, obviously. And it really is just about a woman getting killed very brutally. But, um... Oh, no. Um, I'm trying to think of how... What they really... I don't have the lyrics in front of me because I don't have the one thing. And I have terrible notes on it. But basically, they just... You will never find her body now. So, they've they're just saying this is this is just an explanation of what happened to her it's a transition in time to the where Cygnus starts so that's kind of why I like it as a split too this was long ago eight, 25 years ago so this is breaking up to the point where we are now so this is just explaining hey she got killed something was taken from her that um yeah that's an official um ooh. that's canon yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact lyric for it. Dang it, it's a really good lyric. But anyways, that's kind of where we're left off with, though. She, it's just an explanation of what happened to Francis, why it happened. But then it ends with, um, this never happened. So what the fuck? that's why it brings into question at the end of Cygnus. Did he really even need to do all this? Was this him on like a psychosis thing or was this a true story or did this actually happen? Which is actually out there too. Like people are like, well, maybe this story never even happened. It's weird. There's a lot to it. Yeah. If you listen to all their other concepts, cause they're very much a, a almost all thing. their, almost all of them have some sort of concept. So they, they go out there. Yeah. Their first one's about a guy that ODs on another one. <laughs> ODs on heroin and rat poison has a fantasy world in his mind unleashed where it's like out sci-fi crazy world and he wakes up and kills himself because he wants to go back to it. So it's, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. There is a lot to unpack. Interesting. But I definitely don't skip out on Francis. If you listen to this album, Give a listen listen. to, put it, put it as your first track, give that a listen, and then go for the full album. It's worth it. It's a very good track. I mean, does it explain anything? Probably not, but it explains everything at the same time, so it's kind of interesting. It's just setting up what happened to Francis so we know. I have heard this, like I said, you play this album occasionally, you play these songs, like when we're just cruising or whatever, too. Maybe not the 30-minute one, but you know. Um, Just parts. 
Right. Parts that get me jazzed. I had absolutely no idea that this is what was going on in the songs we were listening to. I didn't even unload it very well. Oh, no. I mean, no, it's fine. This gives you a very general gist of what it is. I'm just saying there's a lot more we could probably talk about on this. It goes and goes. But I mean, it's definitely... definitely A lot of it's up for debate. A piece that you have to, like, dig in and pull meaning out. Mm Mm-hmm. It's 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 not Ariana Grande. I mean, thirty four, thirty five. What could that mean? I don't know. <laughs> add, add, add them together. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, about putting putting genitals where, in your mouth. Where's she's just pure. a horn dog anymore? Yeah, I she's miss filthy. the good old days <laughs> on Nickelodeon <laughs> when she Nickelodeon. had feet and they knew it. Yeah. When they were just grooming her. Right. Oh, God. This Here is we more, go. <laughs> this is more predatory than the album. Oh. Oh. It's true. No, oh. It's not. Oh. oh. The what leaf. is this? Well. Well, There is, is more it? to unpack. Hold on. One more Francis note that unlocks this a little bit more. Oh, shit. We're going deeper, boys. Because it gets it in the song titles themselves. So Francis is 16 minutes long. It's broken into three parts. In 13 seconds is the first one. I don't understand that in 13 seconds reference, there's a lot of people saying, oh, if you hold off and play it on the album at 13 seconds, it lines up just like fucking Dark Side of the Moon theory. I think it's bullshit. I don't know. I don't know what 13 second means, though. Interesting. That's how they open up this song. It's been 13 seconds since you all have said... I don't know what the fuck that means. No idea. Maybe nothing. But they have um, 19 sink while six would swim is the second part of this. That is 25. Mm-hmm. That's the victim. So 19 of these women died. Six of them lived Damn. of these victims from these clergy. And then five would grow and one was dead. There were five children born from this and one died. One of those is Cygnus. He did not die, though. He lived. Wow. So that's just... Those are just what those numbers represent. And a little bit more to the backstory. Like, this shit's dark. It definitely is, harkens back from like personal experience through the church with both of them, too. Just not. I mean, there's a lot more to unpack, like why they did a lot of the religious, like went hard on religious undertones on this and went after the church. And that was from their own personal experiences. Yeah. Um, a lot of their music, which is very tragic, being from. Um, where did I say they're from? El Paso. El Paso. Am I right? I better make sure that's right. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah, but they, <laughs> um, especially there and being right by the river and. Oh yeah. Um, many people, many close personal friends have written many lyrics about it. Just people going missing. Mm. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of personal songs, many albums. A lot. That's the thing that comes up a lot, and I feel like that harkens to this too, even with the female abuse and stuff like that. From well, personal isn't, friends. Isn't like, is it Cedric's wife? Oh, yeah. I forgot I was going to bring that part up. Yeah. Dealing with some similar bullshit, like yeah. some dark shit that, like. Well, so. She's accusing what's the. She face? was the one that brought out the allegations. Right. For Hyde on that 70s show. Madison, what's his name? Danny. Danny Madison? Danny Danny Masterson. Masterson, 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 not Madison. 
Matterhorn. Allegedly, better watch out. The Scientologists are going to get us. Oh, yeah. shit. So yeah, alleged rape. So she was the one that brought out those allegations and a bunch of people piled on with that. And that she, she brought it to the forefront. And since she's a Scientologist and they've been going hard on that, um, they, and that's like their Haven't boy, they they're protecting their boy. So yeah, they've had a lot of dogs killed. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a lot of threats and stuff. Like people poisons. throwing coolant using coolant to poison them or whatever that just came out that they just lost two other dogs recently from him and good news that fucker's going to trial for three rape charges i think well yeah we'll see how it goes hopefully it goes well i don't think they're really giving the time of day anymore so hopefully that goes if it gotten it's it seems, gotten to this yeah, point at least something's actually moving on it now because we've been hearing about it for years now yeah, yeah it's been a long fucking time it's been a long it's time it's Yes. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I would say that this album is uh, to listen to hear. I don't know. <laughs> Did we decide on this already? We're hearing it. We're hearing it. This is a not. Don't see this. Yeah, this is a not to see, but it yeah. is a to hear. To yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I mean, learning you can more look at the it. crazy visual pictures and art that they have. This trippy yeah. shit. I'll never it. look at That'll this be a album. Good little C point. The same way again. A good little C point. Yeah, I would, if I had it my way, I'd cut it like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Most Fair of it's enough. most of it's just the the soundscapes between songs. They could have cut that. I think I they... don't. I don't know. For me, it doesn't do much. Like I can understand like being ambience and like pulling from from one. Like if this is a, a movie kind of thing, like a yeah, like, uh, it's indulgent. Yeah, it's uh, too indulgent. Like I there's. I mean, add uh, every a lot. every concept album kind of has some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of comes with territory. I I like to give it a moment to breathe and to transition and stuff, but they go on for a long time. Yeah. It could be like a forty-five minute segue, and I'd be fine. But it doesn't have to be like five minutes of weird shit. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I I did I did I did I have an award to give. Oh, jeepers! Oh. So, the Aaron Keith Award. For top bop. Oh top god. Top bop. Top bop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why was this not in existence during Teen Witch? Cause it should have been. That's you you wanna you wanna go back and relitigate it? Yeah. What's your what's your Teen Witch Top Bop? Hang on, let's finish this shit and then we'll do an addendum. Teen Witch Top Bop. Okay. Well the Aaron Keith Top Bop Award for Topist Boppist goes to Topiest <laughs> Bop. Miranda, that ghost just... Oh, I thought it was going to be Cassandra. Cassandra. Nope. I, pre- I approve of that. I love uh, Miranda. Like, obviously, Cassandra is, is like, probably holds the weight of the album, if you're going to, like... Yeah. But, like, the one that I was in for top to bottom, or the most percentage, <laughs> definitely Miranda, this ghost just isn't holy anymore. Fair enough. And that it's title... I love it. Yeah. It's real good. It's hard so for me not to that like is sickness the, some days too. The top bop, the Aaron Keith top bop award. If you guys want to come up with bop, your own ba-da-da. branded award for top, nothing rhymes. Top song. Then, well, then, I guess you didn't rhyme Aaron with anything. No, rhyme top Aaron doesn't bop. rhyme with anything. Neither does Emily. Michael rhymes with Michael. <laughs> Try motorcycle in school, and the co- the teachers yell at me. So it doesn't really rhyme. It's best clothes. Ask Nicki Minaj. It works. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really rhyme. Do you guys have any any cool t- 
cool title for your award. You can't just put me on the top box yep. spot. Aren't you an English major? Yes. What's it to you? Use your English. You use your English. I did. I fucking gave the award out. <laughs> you thought about it earlier. I have not had time to think about it yet. And if I thought about one really that was really good right now, you would be mad at me. What? No, you wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, I'd support you. I'd be like, oh, man. You tried to stab me earlier. Mine's I'd the... never tried. Okay. You I did threatened. shoot you. Like, you did shoot me with a fucking airsoft. It was airsoft. six weeks ago. I don't know if it was that long, but it does. D- the passage of time does not negate the fact that it happened. Yeah. I just told it you lessens it the It lessens the mark that it left on my ass and my soul. Yeah. Mine's I guess. the most farted award. Seymour was the most farted. What? Seymour was the most farted. See? Most farted award. See? Michael's most farted. See? Yeah. Um, when, when Michael comes up with a good one, I didn't shit on it because it's good. Thanks. Wow. Um, There's so much pressure on me right now. Yeah. Who's the most farted in Clue? I don't know what your what award you're giving. What's well, it's most? up to me. Uh, okay, <laughs> what are your criteria? <laughs> you fucking just who's the best? It's not a good award to get the most farted. Okay, okay, that's it's not a I good was, award. It's, it's like a lame it's, duck. It's like a. It's like what do they call them? A Razzie. Yes. What? I don't know. You um, really farted out on this one. I don't know. I think Clue. it's greater than the sum of its parts not miss peacock no i think they're all great they're all good they all fulfill their flames flames on my face that was yes god phenomenal so yeah i'd say the album's definite to hear and i don't know what my top bop is or or whatever rhyming most farted uh (laughs) probably um the widow sorry about it Okay, that's that's fun. Yeah, that gets that gets Michael Norris's wrong song award. Get the fuck out of my house! God damn it! See, this is why I thought you would be mad because I'm mad. <laughs> also, I support you, you fucking ass. Let's see. Hey, what's next week? Uh, yeah, Aaron, oh. let's put you on the spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know. Aaron's having a real rough time picking. I want to know if I should do it to you or not. Are you? What are you doing? I, mean, I don't know if I should do it to you or not. To, to me or yeah, to, to you. What? I don't know if you can handle it. Fucking go. Are you tough? I'm tough enough. Are you tough enough? I've been your friend for over a decade. That's it. It's happening then. Next week we're gonna do fucking martyrs. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, damn. I'm excited. Well, it's one of those movies to, I've never seen. I'm very interested to and see. And I've heard it. a lot about, so let's go. Oh, boy. Let's go. Fuck not. So, it. Martyrs from France, 2008. Uh, good luck. Uh, yeah, that. Don't. <coughs> excuse hey, me. You, I'm already scared. No. Don't. There's a movie. There's a movie not kid friendly. This podcast, not kid friendly. Not no more. Well, not that episode. After this episode, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going on to martyrs. Whoops. Yeah. Do we put the trigger warnings at the end? That's how it works. (laughs) Oh. No warnings. Whoops. Yeah. Grab your kids. Just go balls deep. Grab your wife. Uh, It's family family movie night this week. Enjoy martyrs. For martyrs. It's brutal. No, don't tell them that. 
Oh, it's great. It's incense and peppermints. Yeah. It's it's like 101 Dalmatian, but not as traumatic. All right. That's a lie. It is a lie. I was thinking if I should do that to you or not, but you know what? I said it. He said it, and now it's written in stone, and I got to do it. All right. Oh, boy. Here we I, go. I wanted to do something that you guys haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Partially deliberately, but here we go. Give it a go. You knew it was fucking coming. ace. Yeah, as soon as you were like, I don't know if I want to do it to you, I was like, this motherfucker is going to pick something rough. Remember when we went Death. and saw The Last House on the Left in theaters? Yeah. The remake? Yeah. And I stared at the ceiling, and you were just like, Oh, yeah. Staring at I them. watched Sarah Paxton get raped in a yeah, movie. Yeah, real bad. All right, well, on that note, we'll talk at you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 They wear suits, searching for new recruits. Communication is hard when biologically mute and morally superior soldiers of Christ forming opinions with mice. So don't ask their advice. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, what is the harm if a bunch of rabbits want to get away from the farm? But the lake has been made and the baptism's fake. There are rabbits in the wayside psychological states. So what? Yeah.